You're listening to your superpowered mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your superpowered mind. I am your host, Kristen Maxwell, and in this show, we explore the process of transformation and give you tools and strategies that you can use yourself to transform your own life. Today, I am really excited to be talking to Shai Tubali about harnessing consciousness um, for meaning and purpose. And Shai Tubali is a teacher and philosopher dedicated to helping people realize consciousness in this world and empowering people to find clarity in their life. Um, he believes that consciousness, and let me, if I say this right, is a, can be a really powerful way to illuminate all dimensions of our human experience. And he also believes that spiritual transformation is not only about inducing abstract mystical states, but may be an essential key for our future as a race. He is the author of numerous books, including most recently, Llewellyn's Complete Book of Meditation. Shai, welcome to your superpowered mind. Thank you, Christine. This has been the best introduction I've ever heard. Ah, the best well, thank introduction you. to my work. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, I was... I went deep into to checking you out and all that you do because what you do is is it's fascinating and I agree that it's it's needed and you have a slightly mm. different take that I think maybe makes it more relatable because you're speaking about such expanded I you know the idea of consciousness mm. and spiritual transformation I think that's scary for a lot of people or feels too distant um and for some reason I'm I'm hoping that you can help us make it feel for some people that ah, maybe where I can go in this direction, I can understand it. So let Great. me just start with my first question, which is what superpower did you uncover in the process of mastering your mind? Well, I, I would say that, that I've discovered the ability to expand the mind and to reach broader states of consciousness that can profoundly affect our life. Now, among other things, of course, aside from the obvious, which is meditation, these states of consciousness can enable us to resolve traumas and deep-seated difficult memories and emotional patterns, and also to attain clarity and inner wisdom, and to significantly improve our decision-making process. So this, the principle of expanding the mind is, of course, the underlying principle of all meditation techniques. But I learned to access it directly and to transform it into an easy and systematic process called the expansion method. This method has already changed the, the, the lives of many, and probably we will be exploring it a bit in our discussion. Yes, most definitely. And what I'm finding that I'm I'm loving is that you're bringing together these ideas of, um, I think what people would call 
personal development, um, or almost even therapy, these ideas of resolving traumas, you know, and, um, and memories and emotions and, and improving our decision-making process with this idea of reaching a broader state of consciousness. Exactly. And, because Yes. Yeah, go ahead, please. Because traditionally, these states have only been uh, used for mystical self-realization. Mm -hmm. But my, my understanding is that these states indicate a certain power, power, innate power that resides within our consciousness. This is the power of our own consciousness, which can directly influence a very mundane and, uh, and even psychological and deeply therapeutic aspects of our being. Yeah. And what I love about that is I know that, well, actually, we're going to go, I'm going to take a break first because I want to go deep into this <laughs> and, and not stop for the break. Before we go to the break, can you please let people know, you know, where they can find you if they're already intrigued? You know, where, where can they find you in your books and in your work? Of course. Well, first of all, there, there is my official website, which is shytubali.com. I, I know that many people would have a hard time pronouncing or, or spelling this. So it is S-H-A-I-T-U-B-A-L-I.com. And then, uh, of course, uh, the books are everywhere, including uh, on Amazon. And I think that the best way to get to know my work and to be introduced to some of my uh, fundamental teachings is uh, my YouTube channel, which uh, uh, contains a great abundance of uh, videos, including uh, guided meditations. Great. Thank you. Um, hang on for a moment, everybody. We're going to take a brief break and we will be right back to talk more about harnessing consciousness. Hang on. Hi, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. Are you ready to master your life? Are you looking for more calm and peace, connectedness in your relationships, more clear communication, guided thoughts, and a confidence in your ability to come up with creative solutions no matter what happens? Then join us at our next experience. Go to superpowerexperts.com and get signed up today. All right. Welcome back. I am talking to Shai Tubali. So Shai, I guess when you talk about expanding the mind and consciousness, what does that mean? I guess, is that a hard question to answer? <laughs> no, it's, it's not at all. Uh, I think it's actually quite, quite accessible. So let me try to, uh, to, to, uh, introduce it in in this way. In Eastern philosophy and practice, in Hindu and Buddhist uh, uh, philosophy and practice, the mind as we know it is only a fraction of what the mind really is. The mind is the true mind. Our true mind is as vast and as the open blue sky, or as outer space. The problem is that we tend to notice only those thoughts and emotions that arise in our mind. We are obsessively focused on them in the same way that we would gaze at the night sky 
and notice only the stars. So in these unexplored regions of our mind, the true nature of our consciousness lies. Now, when you, when you manage to reach this type of vastness, and it's actually extremely accessible, this is our mind, our birthright. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we discover that our true mind is unaffected by time, memory, traumas. It is completely free. It is blissful. So there's no reason to fear it. <laughs> it, mm -hmm. is, it is extremely intelligent and clear. And it is fearless and limitless. So what the expansion of the mind enables us to realize is what our mind is capable of when it is no longer bound to, uh, uh, to repetitive thoughts and emotions, when it is finally what it is, its true nature. Mm. Yes. And in terms of becoming aware, how do people start with that? In terms of, you know, I think people realize, yes, I'm, I'm stuck in fear. You know, I'm driving myself crazy in my head. I'm mm -hmm. angry. I'm scared. How do you step past that? If this is somebody who's really like, yeah, I'm suffering and I don't want to do this anymore. How, where do they get started? Right, right. Uh, well, uh, fortunately, we we have been uh, blessed with numerous meditation practices, and it, it's very important to understand that that whatever uh, form of meditation you would choose, what you would be drawn to, would enable you to to uh, to learn the nature or discover the nature of your consciousness. Why is that? This is because what meditation does is that it disengages your mind, your awareness from thoughts and emotions. It helps you to realize that you are not your thoughts. That's the principle of meditation. Because our problem is that our awareness, our attention is glued to our thoughts and emotions, and we have forgotten that there is a certain gap between each thought and emotion, even the most haunting um, uh, memory, traumatic memory, we have a certain, there is a certain gap. This is what I call the law of attention. So when you realize that there is a gap, and in this gap, there is also a choice, the choice whether to identify yourself with this thought, emotion, uh, memory or not, this is the key to freedom. So this is how we should start. Yes, and I love what you're saying because, and this is, I remember this was so mind-blowing, <laughs> life-changing <laughs> for me. Yes. Was to realize that when something happened, it was almost like I learned, okay, if I'm stuck in traffic, I mean, to use a really stupid example, I'm supposed to be irritated. Hmm. And no, you can look at every situation in life and say, oh, this is happening. And I get to choose how I'm going to respond. I don't have to go along with what the 
the social construct is around this is how you respond to something. And it sounds like what you're talking about is even on an even quicker, faster level, which is, okay, I'm here and I'm immediately, you know, this is happening and I'm immediately reminded of the time when I was, my parents rejected me and now I'm unworthy. Hmm. Hmm. And I think, yeah, and I think what, um, what I think a lot of people do is they kind of feel powerless in that gap. The gap between between yeah, the gap my between. Like that, that and, they're almost mm-hmm. they feel like almost powerless to recognize that the gap is there. Does that make sense? Like the thoughts grab them before they can even recognize it. Exactly, exactly. That that's a brilliant point. You see, because the thing is that is that we. Let, let us think about a certain thought or a certain emotion, including I don't like myself. Now, if you, if you are uh, uh, forgetting this, the existence of this gap and you become uh, completely identified with this thought for, for uh, long enough, then a certain mom- momentum becomes generated. And this momentum eventually leaves you no choice but to identify yourself with this thought. So at the very beginning, there was a certain gap, a certain choice, a certain, there was the freedom, but then because through the power of your own consciousness, you chose to give power and meaning to this particular thought, eventually it becomes a monster. (laughs) It becomes a monster that is far bigger than your own mind. Now your mind is a a tiny dot within this monster, monstrous thought. So now you are helpless. And the whole idea of meditation is how to regain the true measure of your mind so that this thought, as monstrous as it may seem, would again would become again a tiny dot within your mind and that's a a question of of proportions yes that makes so much sense and you mentioned earlier the expansion method is that um what is the expansion method the expansion method let's start with uh, a with uh, an example, because I think that that would make it uh, uh, more accessible. For instance, uh, uh, in the expansion method, we work with positive emotions, not not only with with negative thoughts, and this includes returning to uh, to uh, positive memories and or in pleasurable or joyful moments, even fleeting or seemingly insignificant. And then we, we need to identify these moments or memories in the body. There's always some area in the body with which it is associated the most. Look for a shape or form, a color, a general sensation. So then you have a certain, you have characterized this, this abstract feeling and now you begin to expand that pattern. So you make it as big as possible. You allow it to reach its maximum limit. And each round of expansion 
will broaden your mind and transform your feeling. Mm-hmm. So, so then from, uh, so the, this is just one example because we do the very same with traumas. We take certain traumatic memories, we characterize them, we expand them. And then at a certain point, your mind has become so vast so that from this vastness, you can look from this state at difficulties in your life or revisit that memory to this disentangle all all the imprints that have taken form in that moment. Yes, I love that. And there's a lot of... um, there's a lot of you teaching right in there, but I think that a lot of people don't even mm. realize is that positive. Those we a lot of times people are aware that oh, if I'm scared, they have like they have a tightness in their chest. But when there's something positive, that also was living in your body or your energy field. Oh yes, that that that's a point I that that is is close to my heart. Yes, I call it positive uh, positive traumas. <laughs> mm, yeah, because, so I love that. Yes, yes, because because I believe that uh, when it comes to traumas, everyone uh, assumes or, or takes it for granted that that, that these uh, memories would take root in our being and would never leave, that they would reside deep inside our uh, body cells and and keep influencing our life. But then when it comes to a profound positive memories and experiences, then we we treat them as as a, a nostalgic events, something that that we that we have lost in time, something that mm. that that is just a memory. But every profound impression resides within our being and can be reawakened at any given moment, and that is an important key to uh, to. Um, positivity here and now. Oh my gosh, I so love that because it it's again this is we have this idea that if there's a trauma, oh my gosh, of terrible it's going to hang over you <laughs> and live on you forever, but we look at positive events, even, you know, really amazing ones like having a child or whatever as the as nostalgia, but they're still there too. Exactly. Exactly, wow. and the, and and actually, there are keys to uh, when you reawaken them. They they can lead you uh, back and even even beyond uh, the the boundaries of the of the original memory. They can lead you to what what can be considered the, the ocean of of positivity or the the absolutely positive nature of life itself. So if yeah. if uh, if uh, an even fleeting moment of positivity is expanded, we allow it to spread throughout our being. It leads us to to a remembrance of the nature of life itself. Yes, and that is the broader. I'm guessing the broader states of consciousness. That sort of connection. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why we we shouldn't fear. Uh, higher states of consciousness because they are our blissful nature. Yes. And what I love that you're doing is because I think that what happens, you know, so many here people hear so often 
you need to meditate. It's good for you to meditate. And it feels so um, almost undoable, especially when you're starting, if you're not used to observing your thoughts, if you're not used to just sitting and being quiet. And what I love is that with this expansion method, you're, you're guiding people where to pay attention and also lose themselves at the same time. Yes, and you and you actually bypass this uh, uh, the the fact that uh, that meditation can sometimes be wonderful and sometimes can be challenging. If you have a certain systematic path that that uh, uh, that enables you to leap to higher states of consciousness within uh, several minutes, then you don't need this kind of struggle. Yes. Yeah. So I love all this. You know what? I want to um, actually switch a little bit just to talk generally, because I always love getting more information about of course. you and who I'm talking to. And I guess it's sort of, you know, just on your own journey. And we sort of started talking about this, but, you know, the, what is the biggest change that you have made that allowed you to start to transform your thoughts and behaviors? What happened to you and what did you do to get to this point with this level of understanding? Well, this is, I guess, a, a personal question, right? The, mm -hmm. I, I would say that the, that the process uh, I followed has been the meditative path based on Hindu and Buddhist traditions. I actually pursued this path since, uh, since the year 1997. So, mm -hmm. so that's a lot of time. And I visited India and I, uh, um, and I met uh, several uh, spiritual masters and read uh, uh, many books and even uh, uh, based my uh, PhD research on, uh, on, uh, uh, on Eastern philosophy. Uh, so, so this has been my focus, uh, classical practices of meditation and forms of inquiry into the nature of the mind. Mm -hmm. And and then when you have some really interesting um, discussions and blogs around how there's this split between the spiritual process and and psychology and all of that. At some point, you you seem to have shifted away from purely meditative process. Yeah, that that's a very perceptive uh, point because. Uh, when I was uh, very young, at the age of uh, of 24, this was this is, was already after a, a certain a certain level of of spiritual awakening had taken place at the age of 23. I I simply uh, came out to the world with this kind of blissful realization of, of broad states of consciousness. And I thought that that, that merely uh, uh, speaking with people about these states and meditating with them would immediately lead them to the very same realization. <laughs> yes. so, that was, so, so that was very naive. And at a certain point, I, I realized that I was just telling people about a wonderful country uh, that, that the, uh, I, which I have access to 
and that they can never visit. So, so that, that was quite frustrating. And uh, at a certain point, I, I uh, realized the hard way that I needed to, uh, to uh, begin to take uh, more seriously my responsibility for, for people's uh, 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 liberation and that I needed to actually develop certain methods that, that I call spiritual therapy. And these methods of spiritual therapy, they utilize broader states of consciousness for the sake of, of, of liberation. But they also constitute the bridge, the bridge that connects these higher states of consciousness and our ordinary states of state of consciousness. Because where is the bridge? How can I make this sleep? You see? Mm-hmm. So, so th- this was this was an important realization because I came to realize that nowadays we can no longer um, focus only on a spiritual path while uh, bypassing or transcending instantly uh, the psychological dimensions of our being. Yes. Because we all have our own damage or whatever you would want to call hurts that are keeping us in a certain way of being. And yes, we cannot get necessarily to the spiritual awareness when those things are in the way. Is that correct? Or did I say that wrong? Exactly. It, it, this doesn't mean that the, the good news is that uh, these higher states of consciousness are available to us right now, uh, regardless of our uh, level of psychological maturity. So that, that's the, this is the good news. This means that, that you can meditate right now and regardless of your traumas, or, or, or whatever uh, psychological complications and even emotional imprints that that you have inside you, you can still have this this uh, experience of the vastness of your mind. It's always here. It's always uh, beneath all your thoughts and emotions. But mm. but if you you do not work, if you do not approve these these uh, deep-seated imprints, what will happen is that even though you have experienced vast states of consciousness, you will always return or fall back uh, 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 onto your your psychological immaturities. And sometimes this will even complicate things because the tension between the meditative states and the psychological immaturity uh, can uh, bring about uh, certain certain difficulties and confusions yes yeah i can see that and so what are some of those methods that what so what is spiritual therapy what are those spiritual therapy methods 
In my case or in general? Because oh, they're... in your case. Oh, no, only in your case. Because <laughs> I haven't heard spiritual therapy anywhere else either. So, <laughs> Ah, yes, 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 yes. Well, th these are, these are uh, therapies that, uh, that uh, derive from, uh, from spiritual principles. So, so for, for instance, I have chakra psychology. Chakra psychology is based on, on the ancient chakra knowledge but it enables us to to form a certain map of of uh, of uh, emotional development and to understand where our uh, uh, emotional blockages uh, are exactly and how we should resolve them specifically and also how to become i call it a, a chakra whisperer one one who could actually listen to to their to to his or her chakras and to be able to uh, to to identify the source, the origin of certain emotional complications. Then there is a, a power, power psychology, which enables us to to discover the experience of true inner power, the power that we have lost in certain experiences in life. Mm. And then, of course, there is the the expansion method especially the expansion for trauma. The expansion for trauma uh, is what I consider the equivalent of, of a psychedelic um, therapy. Mm. Because I believe that, that the, the, the reason that nowadays we, uh, we have been discovering the ability of psychedelics to affect depression, anxiety, post-traumatic uh, stress disorder is because these substances lead us to broad states of consciousness and that these uh, states of consciousness have a therapeutic value. So we can, we can reach these higher states of consciousness without using psychedelics and to actually benefit from the self-liberating powers of our own consciousness without relying on external uh, substances. Yeah, that's really interesting because yes, there's so much attention right now on psychedelics and really the research on how powerful it is to help with some psychological conditions like depression and such. What I wonder, and I'm going to ask just a can you, I mean, is it, it's hard to imagine that you could re reach that broad state of consciousness yourself if that's not something you've done before. Does it take forever? Does it, well, not forever. I'm exaggerating. Does it take a long time? <laughs> well, it, 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 yes, it, it depends. No, the, the answer wasn't yes. I just, yeah. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, right. I was exaggerating. <laughs> The, the 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 answer is that that uh, I don't think so. First of all, if you if you experiment with the the, the expansion method, then this uh, especially if you if you do this with an instructor, then the instructor can guide you through this uh, through this process, and you should be able to experience higher states of consciousness within minutes. And, uh, and here I'm not exaggerating because this is completely available. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, second, and, and, and by the way, sometimes this can also happen by simply following 
a, a recording of, of expanded ex, uh, guided meditation of expansion. So on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, you can find uh, some, some examples. So yeah. you can experiment with, with, these, with this type of meditation yourself. And second, no, I, I think that, that sometimes you, if you are simply receptive and attentive and, 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 and not resisting uh, even brief meditation experiences can lead you to that. Yeah. Sometimes we call it a beginner's luck because, <laughs> because, <laughs> because, yeah. because there, there is a certain, a certain spiritual honeymoon awaiting those who, who, who are just starting uh, to mm -hmm. experiment, experiment, experiment with meditation. Sometimes they, they have these powerful glimpses that then inspire them to continue on to, 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 to pursue their path, their spiritual path. Yes. Yeah, I, lo I love this. Okay, we are just about at the end of time. I know you have a lot. Is there anything that you would want people to know that I that I didn't ask? Because there are a million directions I could have gone. <laughs> anything else in terms of what you would want people to know or or do? Well, or I, 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 I would just give, give one more tip for for a, a, a wonderful form of expansion. Try to expand your sense of I am. We all have this sense of I am, of course, right? The sense mm -hmm. that I exist. It's, a, it's the basic sense of self-existence. We always, we all day long say, I, I am hungry, I want this, I am going there. So there is a basic sense, a fundamental sense. So locate it in the body, characterize it. Remember, uh, locate it in the body, shape, form, color, general sensation, and then let it grow and overflow let it spread further until this your sense of self-existence becomes all-pervading let let it flow uh, through the ceiling and through the floor and through the walls reach all the way to the edge of the universe feeling every point in space and realize how big you are because who you are is like a seed that contains the entire universe that's the realization Mm, yes, that's lovely. I was just doing that a little bit, sort of just a teeny. <laughs> yeah, trying to find it. Ah. And again, it's also partly just the reminder and the knowledge that it's there that really just helps. There it is. You can tune into this. And yes. Yeah. Yes, and, exactly. And, yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're not taught to do that. Oh, yes. Yes, that, that, that's why, unfortunately, when we're old and they've already developed all these kinds of, uh, of stubborn patterns, uh, then we seek out uh, all those uh, um, meditation masters that, uh, that help us to return to ourselves. But, uh, but I wish this, this could uh, happen much earlier in life. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. And yeah. And a, as a parent that I would have known to help my children do this, you know, all of the, all of those things. Hmm. So, yes. okay. So 
remind people you've got your website. I will put that in the show notes, Shy Tubali, and you've got a YouTube channel, which for sure everybody needs to check out and your books. Um, Thank you so much for all that you're doing to help, to help people tune into this, um, this broader state of consciousness. Thank you. And thank you for your inspired questions. Yeah, thank you. I love learning all of this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I can feel that. Yeah. Um, So thank you for being here, listeners. Thank you for being here and showing up for yourselves. And until next time, go out and remember that you do hold the power to transform your world. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 